if we all calm down a bit. Um, I've just started to calm down after that game. There was so many threads to kind of pull after the game. I thought I would get a reaction, and I know I've not done one in a while. Um, don't hold it against me. I've just become a father recently, and it has been all encompassing. Uh, definitely worthwhile, but wow, I am shattered, and I'm shattered today. I'm running on about three hours sleep, and then just watched the Celtic versus Rangers game. I was going to come on straight away, but I was a bit all over the place uh, with my thoughts. I thought I would kind of collect myself and go from there. So, where do we start today? We have a 2-2 draw with our bitter rivals at their own stadium. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying that they would have took a draw before the game. Like, I don't know if they're lying or they're just generally pessimistic. Now, I'm usually, I usually err on the side of caution, but I was expecting Celtic to go out, put on a good performance and perhaps win the game. We didn't win the game, obviously, but it did feel like a win at the end, given how late our goal came and how badly we played. This is probably Angie's worst performance in a Glasgow derby eh, prior to the, the, the defeat at Ibrox in his first game in, first derby in charge where he still had Edward and Christie and his team was still taking shape so you couldn't really judge him on that and I wouldn't judge him on that now. Um, today we've we seen a different side of this team who just didn't seem to be able to get into the game even though they started so well. We got a goal ahead, mistake by Rangers but Maeda done very well to capitalise on it. I mean, even when he was through in goal, because I knew it was Dyson. I know he's not like he's not not known for his like clinical finishing skills, but it was a great finish. It was great to kind of I think he held off Tavernier um, on the way in, and it was just it was a great finish. And it kind of I thought here we go. It's us set up now. They need to come out. They need to push us. They need to get in our faces, and we just need to play our game. But we never really did play our game. Like we played it in spells in the first half an hour, but we didn't get going properly. I was just waiting for them to kick in, start making those sharp passes, start moving quicker, and it just didn't seem to work. Rangers were as, just as bad with the passing. It seemed like they were passing back to each other at one point. It was it was pretty poor all round from both teams. Rangers come into the game. I think the first chance and chance they had to kind of like get the, the crowd going was Joe Hart dwelling on the ball. Now he's done that a few times this season. And he usually okay, gets the ball away from his feet, but he always kind of leaves it late, later than he should. And uh, Morelis has got in the way, and I mean, there's a lot of Morelis to get in the way, so you'd want to kind of clear the lines before before he gets there, and he didn't do it. And it kind of got the Ibrox crowd going again, and after that, they started to come into it more as the, as the first half wore on. Morelis could have even scored from a corner. He's, he's missed a, a great chance, like a header. I don't know if he's pushed Juranovic in the build-up, um, he probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't have been called off if he ha- had scored anyway, so it was a big miss for him. We go into the break 1-0 up, and I did tweet out at the time, at Craig Celt, I'll just plug that now, um, I tweeted at the time, Celtic will not walk away with three points if they play like that in the second half. And they didn't play like that in the second half, they actually played worse. I was surprised by the starting 11, now there has been rumours going, going around that there is a bug going about the, the Celtic camp at, at the moment, so... I'm kind of I'm trying to put feelers out there to see if we can find out if that was the case because it would explain uh, some of the decisions that Ange took. Um, it was um, strange not to see either Jota or Abada on the wing instead they went with James Forrest. Now nothing against James Forrest, like I'm a James Forrest proponent uh, when when others aren't, but I just I just wouldn't have called him playing today at all, and he didn't really impact the game. So I was expecting some changes at half-time given the way the game was going, but we came out and we were the same team. And you're just thinking, right, like, let's kind of hold on to 60 minutes, bring on the subs in, Angela likes to make three or, well, two or three at a time. 
and we go from there. But Celtic absolutely collapsed for the first six minutes of that half. Juranovic was caught the wrong side of Sakala. I've seen it just before the pass to Sakala came. Was, what are you doing standing where you're standing? Sakala took advantage. Juranovic couldn't get anywhere near him. He's played a great pass to Kent and to be fair to Kent, he's he scored a cracker of a goal. He knows where he wants to put it and he's He's put it exactly where he wanted to. It was some strike and they were back in the game at 1-1. You're then thinking, right, just calm things down. The crowd are going to get on you. You're going to have to just kind of take this thing out of the game and go from there. But no, we kept giving the ball away again. We were giving them the impetus. They had the, the wind on their back. They were passing the ball better. They were attacking us more fiercely. And then they get into the box again. And for the life of me, I have no idea why Carol Starfield thought he should go to ground uh, for, for the penalty decision he's he slid when he didn't need to slide all he has to do there is kind of stand up try and stop the cross he's obviously got a bit desperate went down took out Sakala and, and gave away the penalty and I can't argue about the penalty it was a penalty from my view I seen Chris Boyd was Chris Boyd of all people was arguing that it might not be it looks like Starfield might have actually been stamped on I can't I don't personally see that I thought it was a penalty Tavernier puts it away as usual because like, he gets about a million penalties a season so he's he's a season pro at them 2-1 to Rangers and you're, you're feeling the worst at that point because again the stadium is the stadium is rocking we've only got 700 Celtic fans in the corner we've not played well we've not seen any subs yet you're just hoping that we'll get something up our sleeve you know we're going to need a bit of luck because we're not creating the kind of chances we usually create we were very limited today in what we created so it was going to need something and I thought we'd got that bit of luck when the ball hit off Connor Goldson's hands. I think it's hands, I think it's plural. And it goes to VAR, and you're thinking, right, okay, this is going to get called a penalty. I've seen this five, six times in the SBFL at least this season. I've, I've seen less being given. So, of course, this, this is going to be a penalty. Either Beaton's going to go over and look at the, the camera, look at this, the, the screen, sorry, or... Column's just going to go, no, he's actually handballed it, that's a penalty. What happens next is he's told not to go. Well, I don't know if he's been told not to go, but it just doesn't go to the, the screen at all, it just play on. Ibrook's cheer, the replay comes up, and the ball's hit off Goldson's hands. They're not in a natural position. It's a penalty kick. It's a penalty kick by most standards, but SPFL standards, considering the stuff that Celtic have had to put up with and the handballs we've conceded, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that that wasn't given today and you're thinking at that point well it's time to just kind of shut up shop and go home because we're not getting anything we're not we're not going to get anything from this referee we're not making the chances we're not playing well everything seemed to be going against us with around 30 minutes to go Abada replaces Forrest Moy comes on for O'Reilly and I think Aaron Moy deserves a lot of credit for his performance when he did come on because he kind of labelled us out and helped us get up the field a bit and made a, a couple of key passes just Trying to try to kind of feel his way into the game and, and obviously helps Celtic back into the game. His contribution towards the end, towards the equaliser, like we'll get into in a minute. Well, it's two one. You just think, just just give us something. Give us, give us one last chance. Give us. There's going to be one chance. Hopefully, it falls and hopefully we get that goal. But in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking it's just not going to happen today. It's it's not all day. We just need to kind of lick our wounds and get on with it. We're still six points clear. Let's just deal with it. We'll, we'll come back from this. Angel will learn a couple of lessons from maybe not starting his best team. I don't know. but So that was going on in the back of my mind. Jota comes on. So does Yakimakis. 
Celtic again they're still not looking great but they're looking maybe a bit better Moy again is is pivotal and kind of getting us up the park and breaking down Rangers who were at the time just kind of sitting in ready to break and they had a couple of breaks as well and just before I actually get into the goal Cameron Carter Vickers his block I think it was for Tillman's shot when it was 2-1 to Rangers was outstanding now if you look at the replay behind the goal that ball was going in the back of the net it's beating Joe Hart if Vickers doesn't close that down he's ran so fast and slid so hard to make sure he gets a block on that it was outstanding defending and I don't expect anything less from Cameron Carter Vickers I thought he had a great game today uh, despite Celtic conceding two goals none of them were his fault he, he put in a great shift again even at the end of the game after we'd equalised he's getting flung about not, not flung about, sorry, that's the wrong word. His, his jersey's nearly getting ripped off his chest, off his back. And he's still standing and he's still not letting the Rangers players get the ball from him. And he gets a free kick from it and takes the pressure off Celtic. It was it was fantastic, especially towards the end of that game. Now let's get to the goal that absolutely silenced Ibrooks. All you could hear was the, the 700 odd Celtic fans absolutely going nuts when Kyogo hit the back of the net. I'm actually going to get the, the, the video highlight up. I'm just going to play it, Celtic posted it earlier, I'm just going to stick it on the now, sorry, I'll turn that down a bit. So we'll get Jota, darting past Rangers players, plays a great ball Aaron Moy, thought he was offside, he flicks it, Jack blocks it, Jota flicks it on, Jack Amakis flicks it on, and then Kyogo. Now that finish is sensational, considering the time, considering the pressure on him, there's players everywhere, it's a great finish, and it was just, to see the Celtic players just kind of fight for every ball in that box Rangers were desperately trying to clear it and they just couldn't they just kept going and going and then when Kigo got his chance he just buried it he just rattled it in the back of the net and the best part about it is Andy Walker actually uh, brought it up during the replay Kigo grabs the ball out the back of the net and goes right let's go and get a winner now obviously we didn't go get the winner but that's his mentality it's the 80th minute I've just scored the equaliser let's go and try and win this game now so if I was to sum up that game, it would be um, pish <laughs> from a Celtic perspective. There was um, there was not much to kind of cheer about other than not losing. We found a way to get a point. We're nine points clear still. Rangers really needed that win. They thought they had it, but they should know better than to count Celtic out. How many times this season have they been looking at the flash scores or the live scores, thinking Celtic are about to drop, drop points, and then bang, we get a late goal. Today was no different. They just get a a live version of it um, either on Sky Sports or in person so I hope they enjoyed that the positives are I don't think Celtic can play much worse than they did today so the next time we take them on at Celtic Park I would think we're going to put in a better performance and if we put in a better performance I still fancy us for the win Rangers will maybe try and spin this and go oh, look we gave you a, a good goal we played better than you in the second half especially we were unlucky we we conceded a late equaliser but I would turn that around and say well Celtic can't play much worse and you've still not managed to beat us and that's with the VAR decision uh, coming into play because Celtic should have had the opportunity to equalise well before Kilgore did uh, any, anybody objectively looking at that decision today has to admit that the referee or sorry the VAR official will I call him has got that one desperately wrong Straight after the full-time whistle, I tweeted out, I think it was just a, an awful game for Celtic and I think the biggest highlight of the, the day 
for, for most fans, especially who you've seen on Twitter, was Greg Taylor fat shaming Alfredo Morelos. Greg Taylor's on the floor injured, he's getting treated, he has to go off with this injury, but Morelos is down shouting in his face, and Beaton's no telling him to go, John Beaton's kind of standing there, watching him too, and then Greg Taylor looks up at him, and obviously he's, there was no mics near him, so you couldn't actually hear what he said, but if you're, if you're a good lip reader or a, a semi-decent lip reader, you'll see that he said, shut your hole, fat boy. Now I'm not a proponent of fat shaming people, mainly because I'm fat shamed on a regular basis, but um, that one tickled me. So the post-match reaction on Twitter has, has genuinely been like, uh, we've got away with one, we've, we've managed to, to grab a point when it looked like we were going to get nothing, and like, I would tend to agree with that. A lot of talk obviously around the handball, which I've mentioned already, yeah, again, if, um, if you're refuting that it's a handball in today's circumstances, then you're lying or you, you've not been paying attention. Once we got back from the World Cup, we had Aberdeen away, Hibs away, and Rangers away. They, these are season-defining games, and we'll see where we are at the end of it. Now, we've came through all of them, and we're still nine points clear. Now, that is a big deal. Rangers are going to really have to up their game to keep chasing us. Now, we're not going to drop a lot of points for the rest of the season, so they're going to have to beat us at Celtic Park, and they're going to have to beat us at Ibrox again, and then hope that we drop points, and hope that they keep going on a winning run. It seems like, again, I'm not going to sit in here and say Celtic have won the league we're in January. Angie's not going to say that either and he's not going to think it. There's still a lot of football to be played. But having seen this team and the way they play this season, apart from today, then we're going to win more than we're going to lose for sure in this uh, in this league. So it's, it's Celtic's to lose. It's still losable. Um, I would never be so arrogant to say um, we're champions in waiting. But we've got a very good chance and we've gave ourselves a fantastic chance after that late equaliser today. Rangers will see it as a missed opportunity opportunity to, to close the gap. Um, we'll see see how they kind of react to that. I would expect them to go on a bit of a run now. They've got the new manager bounce maybe. Um, but that's the, the first drop points under Beal. My man in the match for Celtic was Cameron Carter-Vickers for, for reasons I already stated uh, earlier in the, the podcast. Thought he was sensational when he needed to be, and he really was that kind of rock towards the end of the game that that's kind of gave us a platform to go and get that point. And a special shout out to Alistair Johnson who played the full match, uh, having just um, trained with the with the club until now. Yes, he's had a bit of time to kind of bed in at Lennox Town. Tired to the World Cup, Johnson had not played in about six weeks domestically because uh, the MLS was finished. So it was basically the World Cup games, and then he was in training with Celtic so this was his first competitive game since the World Cup and his first and uh, sorry his first competitive club game in quite some time. I think it I think he did really well. He, he didn't look out of place. Um, as uh, as his debut goes I think he can be happy. We don't know what's going to happen with Juranovic so there's every chance that Johnston is going to be a first team right back going forward. Juranovic at left back today was not good. He was out of place. He just he, he looked overawed he looked tired and Ange did say that um, Juranovic had told him prior to the game that he wasn't kind of feeling feeling right about starting and that's why he didn't start. One man who might be a little bit annoyed by Juranovic coming on at left back is Alex Andro Bernabai who was on the bench and kind of ready to go. Again, unless he was suffering from like a bug that's been going around Lennox Town, then you would think maybe he was going to put him on but he's, he's went with Juranovic. He's played Juranovic at left back plenty of times and he's, he's put in a decent shift but he just didn't seem up to it today at all he just seemed off the pace 
out of position and kind of let Rangers into the game. And I'm going to start a petition for Joe Hart not to have the ball for more than three seconds because any more than that, and I think I'm going to have a heart attack. So to sum up, yep. it was one of those days where we didn't play well, but we've still came away with a with a decent result. No, I wouldn't have taken it before the game, but by full time, I was absolutely delighted that we'd managed to, to get a point and I absolutely silenced the Ibrox crowd. They went home. They, they know it feels like a defeat. I'll put a brave face on it, but it does feel like a defeat for them. Last minute goal, and they'll be asking questions about their manager and their game management towards the end of the game. Now I'm waiting to pour myself a large one and chill out and enjoy the last of the kind of festive period before we need to get back to proper business and like resume our lives because we're still in this kind of weird state of I don't know what day it is, what time is it, is it dark outside? So until the next one, I've been at Craig Selt, give us a follow if you want, if you're not already following for my, for my great patter, um, you can catch the website at seltzerhere.com, Facebook at seltzerhere, Twitter at hearselts, we're on YouTube as well, subscribe to our YouTube, we're actually putting out some really good stuff, we have Quinny and Declan putting out stuff, we've got um, we'll get exclusive interviews, we had Darnell Day on at the weekend just before the Glasgow B Derby when we won 5-2 and that was great to talk to Darren, we had some great insight into the B team, even though the game's passed it is actually still worth going to watch that and listen to that because he did give some great insight into how he, him and Steve McManus do their job kind of co-managing. So I'll stop the plugs, um, have a nice night, Celtic 2, Rangers 2, not the best, not the worst.